The Dream by Alex Gayette. Prologue. Summer break was going great, until it ended. The whole break was me, sleeping on the floor, cozy as could be. Sometimes I got to go over to my best friend Grant's house. Grant is an amazing friend, and his house is overwhelming. It's the biggest, most ornate estate I've seen in my life. The second you walk in, the chandelier is sure to catch your eye. It's hanging from the ceiling, radiating an absurd amount of light. And underneath, pure white quartz lines the floor. As I walk in, I'm perplexed by the intricate designs. Even though I've been here about a hundred times, it never fails to amaze me that my best friend, the weirdest, most bullied kid in school, lives in the biggest piece of land in the country. Chapter 1. School. I don't understand why people enjoy making other people feel miserable. I never will understand it, but this strange event always seems to be going on around me. I can't seem to make it through most of the day without any unwanted poop people coming along and ruining it. I had just received my math test back, 100%. It's starting to get kind of boring. School. It's not up to my standards. The one thing that happens in my day that's exciting is coming across a fearful bunch of kids. It's not really a good exciting, so much as an exciting that makes me want to curl up into a ball because of fright, cowardice, and anxiety. I'm thinking of why I haven't encountered this excitement today, and if I even want to. School goes on for the next few months as usual getting an occasional break for Thanksgiving and staff meetings and such. I start to think that maybe my old school bullies went to another school. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. We had just transitioned from middle school to high school. They could have gone to a high school that I didn't go to. They could have gone to jail. They could have gone to a special school. All these possibilities were running through my head when I heard someone walking up behind me. It wasn't normal walking. It was the type of walking that made your spine shiver. The type of walking that everyone at middle school knew. His walking. Chapter 2. Fun and Games If it isn't my old friend Jamal, he spat from behind me. You might be wondering who he is. Well, he is possibly the most terrifying human on the face of the planet. Just keep walking, I tell myself. You've been avoiding him for months now. Keep calm and pretend you didn't hear him. But he was persistent. He just had to give me that excruciating excitement. That pain. I know you can hear me, Jamal, he teased. To him, it was all fun and games. That makes one of us. You're not getting out of this, he reminds me. As I walk away, it's getting harder and harder to ignore him. He used to be scary, but right now, he's just pathetic and annoying. He kept trying to intimidate me with his words. I don't know how I was scared of this guy back in middle school, but I was shortly reminded of the pain I felt in middle school. I was almost out the door when he broke into a sprint and came at me full force. One minute I was ignoring him, and the next minute I was lying on the floor, bleeding. Slowly, I got to my feet and staggered away. Out the door, through the parking lot, past the oncoming buses, 
past apartment buildings, and into my house. As I walked towards the sink to clean up my wound, I realized I didn't even know his name. How is it that I can get hurt by the same person for three years and not even know their name? The next day, I make sure to take a different way around the school after math class. I'm taking the back door out when I heard two people complaining about their bad grades to one another. They were talking so fast that I managed to catch the whole conversation. O-M-G. F-D-C-C-D-F-B-D, one girl cited. My parents are never going to let their voices trailed off in my head. I heard everything after that, but the last word I could really understand was parents. Chapter 3, Parents. When I got home from school that day, I went straight to bed. When I woke up in the morning, I decided I should take a walk and think about what I had just heard. In so I got dressed, made a sandwich for the road, and took off. Right when I got outside, I saw my best friend Grant, short as ever. What are you doing here? I asked, a bit surprised. Me? Oh, I thought I'd drop by and invite you for a stay over at my house, he replied. There was a moment of silence, concluded with my agreement. I can come over, I replied. Great, let's walk. Wait, I protest. What's a parent? I ask. He didn't even look surprised by that question. Well, do you really want to hear this story? He asked. I think, I confirm. Well, here goes nothing. Chapter 4, told by Grant. I was only three at the time, but I remember it all. My mom had woken me up in the middle of the night. We got in the car and rushed to the hospital. When we got there, my mom rushed over to someone I didn't know. She told me to wait while she got someone to drive me home and babysit me. But before she made any calls, she fussed over the stranger in bed for about an hour, talking about congratulations and it's a boy and got any names yet. When they finally chilled out, my mom noticed I was still standing there, sucking my thumb. When she finally made a call, there was no answer. I guess you can stay here, she said. She led me to a room with a bunch of toys, and I plopped myself down in the middle of the great mess of fun and started playing with all the toys. An hour later, I heard an ambulance coming. I didn't know what it was, so I just went back to playing with the toys. When I heard screaming, I was alerted. I crawled out into the hallway to find my father being pushed across the long corridor in a stretcher. What happened? Why was he here? I ran towards the man directing the stretcher and started punching him. He obviously didn't hurt my dad, but he was hurt and I wasn't in the mood for playing anymore. My mom ran out of the room that she was in with the strangers, ran towards me, picked me up, and pulled me away. Sorry about that, she apologized, but when she saw who was lying on the stretcher, she didn't have enough strength to keep me still. In the following four years, my dad died, your mom gave birth to you, my mom committed suicide, your mom got shot, and your dad ran away. 
in that order. Your dad told me to take care of you, take you under my wing. I don't know if your dad is still alive. Good thing you didn't have a good relationship with them. Chapter 5, Cigarette Butt. Hey Grant, I think I'm just going to take a walk, okay? Can I? By myself, I demand. As I walk out, I think of which way I should walk so as to be outside for the longest period of time. My mind finally settles. The forest. It starts to get dark, so I start to head home. At my front door, I see a hooded character. I may be out of the forest, but I'm definitely not out of the woods. I start to approach this person. As I draw nearer and nearer, the smell of cigarettes becomes more profound. Get off my porch, you're trespassing. I proceed to draw nearer and nearer. You want to find Daddy? His raspy voice asks. Excuse me? A car siren goes off in the distance. I look away, look back, and he's vanished. Nothing but a cigarette. But I pick it up and bring it inside. Chapter 6. He's been in your house. I wake up in the morning to my alarm clock. Wait, alarm clock? I don't have an alarm clock, I think, aloud. You do now, said an excited voice. I've got to take care of you for the time being, which means waking you up, making breakfast, and taking you to church. Who? It's me, he cut you off. There was a long pause. Your brother, he continued. Whoever you are, get out or I'm calling the cops. That was a lie, seeing as I don't have a phone. I don't have a brother, but my memories cut me off. Four years, four years of fun with me, my brother, and dad. I was frantically searching for a name. Andre? I jumped out of bed. Indeed, it was him, my brother, the hooded figure. Hello, he responded. Where's mom? What do you mean, I asked you. I mean, Dad left with me and left Mom with you, Andre replies. Grant told me that Mom got killed and then Dad ran away. No, Andre's voice was now quivering. Dad wanted us, all of us, to run because there's a serial killer that lives in the next town over. His name happened to be Grant. You're joking, I said, uncomfortable now. Nope, this little boy named Grant had picked off every last worker at Dad's job, except for Dad. Apparently, when we left, he killed Mom too. Then we should go. No kidding, he said already halfway out the door. Dad told me to come get you and Mom and bring you to our new home. You're sure, sure she's not here? Positive. Chapter 1. Meet Dad. When I heard new home, I wasn't expecting Grant Level House. But I also wasn't expecting a twig hut. As we walked towards my new hut, Andre put up his hood. What's with the hood? Me and Dad hacked into the USA government database and destroyed my records. For all anyone knows, I don't exist, he answered nonchalantly. That's cool, I guess. Wait, can't we turn Grant in? To the police, I mean. That, my lad, a voice responded, arising from the twig house, is a damn good idea.
Chapter 8, The Dream. After several hours alone in the hut, they finally returned. How'd it go? I asked. Very good, very good, actually. They're arresting him today, and his trial is on Thursday. That responded. Though, of course, Andre piped up, I won't be attending. I don't exist. I'm going to go shopping, Dad said. Anything you boys want? Nope. Okay, see you soon. Thursday morning. Wake up, Dad yelled. What's the rush, Dad? Andre responds from the other room, obviously tired. It's time for the trial already. You boys are late. We're the first ones the judge is hearing from. They'll be furious that we have this boy arrested and can't even show up for the trial, he responded angrily. Coming, Dad, I say unenthusiastically. There weren't many people in the courtroom. Just me, my dad, Grant, two lawyers, and the judge. Right as the judge called on Dad to testify against Grant, I was met with a shining light. I woke up in my bed and was met by my mom's voice calling me from downstairs. Jamal, hurry up! Get ready for school, you're late! Coming, Mom. When I got downstairs and started eating breakfast, I told Mom about my crazy dream. You'll never believe what my dream was. It felt so real. I had this weird best friend that, that murdered you, and we went to his trial, and I was super smart, and 